Kingdom. You're listening to Valley Talk right here on Valley 104.9 FM. Every Sunday evening we have a, a little show where we talk about things that are going on locally and things that are going on around the world. And this week we're going to be talking about a lot of what's going on in Olympia. And I have a returning guest with me, Jay Fisk. Jay, welcome. Hello, Heather. I'm glad to have you back. I'm glad to be back. Thank you. Now, you've been traveling and doing your that's, auction work, right? That's what I do every weekend. Yeah. If I'm lucky enough to work in Seattle, and I get to stay here. But generally, I'm headed to the airport on Friday, heading home on Monday. Yeah. So where, did, where have you been traveling the last month? Well, last so? weekend was Palm Desert. <laughs> Don't oh. get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. That was when I was scraping ice yeah, off my windshield. So I, yeah. I was forced to play golf Friday, had the auction on Saturday, was forced to play golf on Sunday, and flew back on Monday. Mm. It's a dirty job, but I'm glad it's mine. <laughs> Somebody has to do it. All right. Okay, so, well, we're glad to have you back. Thank and, you. And you've agreed to make periodic appearances here on Valley Talk, and I'm glad mm-hmm. because you know why? I no, think, why? I think that <laughs> you and I tend to um, talk about some of the similar things and, and have some, some similar opinions. We have the guts to talk about things that other people won't have the guts to talk about. There, there you go. There you go. Because <laughs> we don't care if people think that we're yeah. horrible, evil, and uninformed. Change the channel. No, don't change the channel. No. Listen. It would be no. good for I'll, you. Watch your mouth. Yeah, that's no. right. I have to be careful about that. <laughs> but remember, you can send me an email if you disagree with something yeah. that we say or if you yes, have you ideas. Can. You can send it to heather.stark at valley one. 1049.org. Or if you have a complaint about me, you can send it to heather.stark at <laughs> Valley 104. <laughs> yeah, especially if you yeah. have complaints about Jake, yeah. because, you know, if you have That's complaints right. about me, I don't know. I just hit delete. I don't know. Well, what are we going to talk about today? Um, let's talk a little bit about this weather, because we really got hit hard this year with winter, with the winter yeah. stick. And now, isn't it wonderful? to see some nice weather. It, it is, and I'm hoping that the 70-degree weather we're going to have soon will finally melt the piles of snow still in and around my house and the neighborhood. I cannot believe we still have piles of snow. I know. It's just not Huge piles away. of snow. Yeah. You know, okay. and I have, there's, there's this one place, you know, I have this obnoxious new puppy, mm-hmm. and the dog sleeps, okay, now you're going to laugh at this, but the dog <laughs> sleeps on a little trampoline, mm-hmm. you know, one of those little individual ones, mm-hmm. because you can't expect her to just sleep on the deck, I mean, without any padding. Oh, no, that no. wouldn't be right. No, that just, no, not good. Yeah, why don't you get her memory foam at, uh, <laughs> a mattress? Yeah, no, I mean, if anybody's getting the memory foam, it's going to be me. <laughs> but uh, she, she just loves her little trampoline, and my mm-hmm. son constructed this little tarp over the top of it, so it's like her little tent. It's like, you, you, you see the, the... So you have like a homeless dog inside. Yes. Yes. That's perfect. Yes. Well, this is on the deck. Oh, it's she, on the deck. She doesn't oh, want to okay. be inside. She wants to be oh. outside because, you know, she's wearing this wool winter coat, oh, right? Yeah. Okay. And so she likes being outside, but I don't like it when she gets wet. She doesn't care. So we put the trampoline under this little little tent thing, mm-hmm. you know, this little three-sided tent so mm-hmm. I, I can look out the, the sliding glass door and see her laying there on her little, on her little princess pillow there. <laughs> And uh, right next to it, where she lays her head, we still have huge piles of snow. So when this dog comes in, she may have escaped the rain or whatever from because of her little tent. Yeah. But because her head hangs off the side of her trampoline, her ears are right on that snow. And so she comes in with these dripping oh, wet ears. Oh, yeah. Dripping Ice cold, dripping. Oh, yeah, great. Perfect. Yeah, I know. And there's yeah. nothing. No, come on. There's nothing better than a wet dog in your house. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> so. No, no. You know, there's a, lot, there's a lot better than that. In our neighborhood, interesting story, if I can sure. segue from your pile of Go. snow to my pile of snow. <laughs> uh, I've lived in this neighborhood for 30 years, and I pay 
it's a neighborhood where they collect homeowner association mm-hmm. dues. Well, last November we had a, a, a association meeting and uh, we were told we had a, a surplus of oh. money from the, the dues and we had to spend it. So there were great proposals for like, you know, well, let's, you know, add a few more tennis courts or let's, uh, let's build a pool or, you know, we need another playground or let's, you know, you know, let's do some other beautification pro- uh, project. And one of the residents said, I've got an idea. You know, on the rare times we get snow, we get trapped in here because we have no way to remove the snow. Why don't we do kind of a contingency plan and, and hire a company and have them on have them on call in case we get a lot of snow, then we'll be able to get our streets plowed, you know. So maybe we should just have somebody on retainer to come up. Oh, that's a terrible idea. Let's not do that. Well, eventually it got approved that there would be some money set aside for a retainer for snow removal. And sure enough, as soon as the snow hit, like last month, mm-hmm. all night long there was a guy up and down the streets with a big, you know, front loader <laughs> pushing yeah. pushing the snow. We we had no snow on our streets. We had huge piles of snow on the sides and in our lawns and, you know, in the driveways yeah. and everywhere else. We had nothing on the streets. So you could be go drive all the way through the neighborhood until you got to the main road. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what happened then. Yes. And then yes. you turned around and went back and, home. Because <laughs> but you didn't encounter any snow. No trouble But you know what? Home. That contingency plan worked really well because we had no snow on our streets for like a month. Oh, as all that through all that snow, we had clear streets. Well, and, if, and actually, that's not as bad as it sounds because eventually they do yeah, come eventually out got and, out there. You know, yeah, get the main. But we still have these huge piles of snow because you know they take it in the front loader and they just push it up into big piles. Well, and it's been and so, so cold up until yeah. now that it, they're they're not just immediately. Melted. They're not going anywhere for a while. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I, I'm figuring. You know, I, I'm probably thinking of this too late. But if we could have taken all of our frozen goods out of the freezer, we could have turned off the freezer, saved that power bill, and just buried them in the snow for a month. And we'd have no global warming. Oh my! It'd gosh. be perfect. I I have solved. think of all the think of all the all the carbon footprint we could have saved. Oh yeah. Well, speaking of carbon footprint, wait a minute. Before I get to that, <laughs> I wanted to ask you when you were yeah. talking about you get it, you have a surplus and we have to spend it. Yeah. Why? Why can't you save it for when the roof has to be replaced and they start dinging people? For... Because that would be un-American. Oh oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my Canadian side coming out. You're so, yeah. What, what, what's what's up with you? You're supposed to spend the surplus. You know that. Oh, okay. All right. I think there's a limit. I think the bylaws have a limit to how much you can you can keep without doing something with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we it, it's private roads, so we maintain our own roads, and we have a security. You know, we maintain our own security, we, and everybody's on septic. And you know, if you have your septic tank uh, dies, then the homeowner association comes in and replaces it. Mine died about five years ago. It cost thirty five thousand dollars to have it replaced, and the homeowners took care of it. So. Wow. You know, so it, that's it's for that kind of a thing. But I think there is a limit to how much you can have in reserve before you have to spend it according to the bylaws. And I think that was the issue. Okay. So anyway. So I just kind of wondered about that because it kind yeah. of seems, you know, of course, that's the way it always works, isn't it? I mean, no, we don't save it. Of course not. And you know, this really bugs me. And I think I've mentioned this before. I heard an interview with our state treasurer. I can't remember his name. Do you know that we have a debt? We have Herkin huge debt in Washington. We really? are the fifth highest in debt state out of the 50. Really? Have you heard anybody talking about our debt? Even in this flush times when county, cities, state yeah, actually bringing yeah. in more revenue than they even planned for, than they even asked for, mm-hmm. and they're getting more, 
and yet we still have this high debt. How come nobody's talking about it? I thought that? we had a balanced budget requirement in the state. No, apparently For, not. I think that only applies to certain segments of it. Oh, interesting. Huh. We should get the state treasurer on the show. Be a good idea. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you know who it is? I, no. I don't either. <laughs> I heard him. I heard his name, and I can look. I can Google. So, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I was just shocked by that. We're actually in debt. And you know yeah. as well as I know. I mean, anybody who has a single gray hair on their head at this right. point has to know that good times don't always roll forever. You know, things no, come and they go, and things change. And we're living really high on the hog and creating new programs and new bureaucracies yeah. every time you turn around. What's going to happen... You know, when Amazon decides well, to pull out. or Oh, when, they'll just raise the taxes? Well, yeah, on what? You know, On I mean, those of you that are still in the state, I won't be here. <laughs> well, you can, you can get in line behind I'll be me. gone. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I just yeah. think, what are these people thinking? I mean, I, I really, yeah. I don't know. I think when I become empress, and I'm counting on that sometime <laughs> in the near future, yeah. I, would, I would make a rule. That nobody can be in state government unless they've I, I, unless they've spent two years in the military, two years in private in private uh, industry, running their own small yeah. business, two years in some sort of social service thing, yeah, and then two years just being a big muck muck with a big corporation. Can we add in at least three digits in the IQ? Can we have? Can we add that in there too? I I think that would be discriminatory. Oh, good point. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't right. go with that one. All right. But, uh, yeah, double digits I'll go with. Yeah, yeah, double, yeah, double digits are okay. Yeah, double yeah. digits are okay. But, I mean, I think that we have people making decisions that have no clue. Yeah. I'd like those same criteria to be for uh, members of Congress. Well, I think any politician. Yeah. Any politician. I, I, I think any I'm, decision maker. Well, I'm not so sure the military is required. I would say an either or. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, mm. because all, such a small percentage of people go in the military. But I think it could be two years military or two years, you know, in, in some other capacity. But uh, there needs to be some real-life experience yeah. uh, re- requirement before you make decisions about other people's welfare. And the other thing is they need to st- start teaching civics again. I don't, th- I don't a good think idea. most of the people that I know, especially, sorry guys, the younger ones, yeah. I don't think they really understand how government works. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sure that's the case. Yeah. I'm sure that's the case. It's not that important. <laughs> no, but true. they do teach environmental <laughs> science, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's more important is, that, you know, how, does you, how do you get your cell phone to text, you know, adequately? Right. I, right. You know, speaking of technology, yes. I, I ran into a glitch the other day. How do you get, how do you print out texts? That you have on your phone. How do I do it? How does it? Well, there do is it? a there is an app. You can okay. get an app that okay. will save it to a file that you can print out. Or if you have Air, if you have an Apple, uh, you know, phone, you can uh, use AirDrop or something like that, and, yeah. get, and go to a printer. What I do is I copy it and I paste it into an email, mm-hmm. and I email it to me from my from my phone. Yeah, and then, how do you copy it on your phone? You have an you, Apple? Well, I have an Apple. Android. You basically put your finger on it until it comes up with one of the choices oh. is copy all, hit copy all, or select all. I mean, select all. Mm-hmm. And once you hit select all, it highlights the whole thing. Then you hit the copy command, puts it on your clipboard on your phone. Then you go into your email, you put it, send an email to yourself and hit, oh, you know, God, hold now it I have and to paste. Clip, clipboard on my phone. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I may have just Why don't you just one. get it? Go to the Genius Store and ask one of the geniuses at the Apple Store to show you how to change your Android over to a 
you know, you get an apple. Well, you know, this is interesting because I'm, I'm clearly, you know, not a young chickie anymore. And when I was young, you could get people to do things like, well, people, i.e. men, to get yeah. to, them to do things <laughs> like that for you, right? It was so then sexist you, what you just said. I know, it, but yeah. it's so true. Every, yeah. every woman knows it yeah. and, and every man knows it probably. Uh, but then you hit this middle age stuff, you mm-hmm. know, where... No, you're pretty much invisible and you either have to be somebody's mom or whatever. You know, nobody pays attention to you as a woman anymore. You can't yeah. accomplish anything. It's just, you know, go, go, you know, grow your, your chin whiskers and, you know, your, <laughs> you know, your, your uh, swollen ankles yeah. and leave us alone. But then there's an interesting phenomenon that I'm noticing. Once you are old enough to be pretty much anybody's mom, mm-hmm. all of a sudden people do things for you again. Sure. I think you're helpless. That's okay. I can live with that. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. I get it. Yeah, I know. But that's, that's what it is. I can live with that. Everybody wants to help you, you know? Yeah. If some if it means somebody will do this stupid technology stuff for me that I don't know how to do. Um, the thing yeah, of it is, is that I can do it. It just takes me so long to yeah. figure it out. Once I figure it out, I'm good. But, you know, I don't know. I'm not one of the... You're, you're much techier than I am because you'll, you'll keep hitting the buttons. Oh, yeah. I'll figure it out. Oh, yeah. 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 In and fact, I, I, want to, I want to ask for help. Well, that's because uh, you're I'm a guy. Chromosome. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. I'm a yeah. yeah well, <laughs> you're being much more technical than me, yeah. but yeah, that's exactly right. I will. I'll struggle with it until I figure it out. Yeah, because I always found that that's the best way to learn things. You know, someone does it for you, then the next time someone has to do it for you, and the next time someone has to do it for you. So I just, you know, struggle with it until I figure it out. And well, the then, thing for me is, if you show me how to do it, and or tell me how to yeah. do it, if I'm the one with my hands on the keys, I retain that better. If I if you just do it and I watch you, then no, I, you have to stay there while I try to repeat what you did yeah. and make sure it's right. Otherwise, it's gone. Um, but yeah, I have. A, you know, what is it? A, a steep learning curve or a shallow learning curve? When it's harder, when it takes longer, I can never remember. steep. Steep. Okay. So I have this very steep learning curve, and no, takes, you need a shallow learning curve, but you're encountering a steep learning curve. Okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> because it just takes me a long time to learn it. That's all. Yeah. So, yeah. But I do think that when we talk about politics and when we talk about people who are making decisions for us, we really are surrounded by a lot of people who do not have, I would like to say, real world experience, but I'm sure that they think they have real world experience. They don't have the experience in the real world that you and I live in. Right. You know? Um, and I don't know why that is. You know, it's a, I heard a funny comment the other day. I don't remember who said it, but they said, uh, talking about the genius store, the Apple, you know, they go to the genius bar and talk to the genius bars at the genius store at the Apple <laughs> store. And they're talking about all, you know, all these geniuses there that will help you out. And they said, if they were geniuses, they wouldn't be working at a, at a place that was be, between uh, Foot Locker and The Gap. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was pretty, pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, there's, so, there's some merit to that, yeah. Well, you know, I was uh, the internet was 30 years old earlier this week really yes and i, I didn't, didn't think al gore was that old but uh, <laughs> uh well you know he, he did see, the young people listening right now have no idea what yeah. i just said look it up google you it. look it up Go- google al gore al gore and the internet yeah and you, you'll get it you'll yeah. get it yeah um you won't believe it but you'll get it um but the thing that now now see you bring up al gore and now i've forgotten it <laughs> What was it? That, what were we talking? You're talking about the internet was 30 years old. Oh yeah, I saw this article and it said mm-hmm. that one of the people who originally worked on the technology said it didn't turn out the way we thought it would. 
And I was going to read the article, and so I was going to come yeah. back to it, and now I can't find the article again. But I, I kept thinking. That was one of the ways it didn't turn out. They thought you could go back to it and you'd be able to find it. <laughs> so, <laughs> they were hoping you could find things a second time on the internet, but yeah. you know, you'll find new things, but you won't find the same thing again. Yeah. So, that's what yeah. that goes. I love it when you Google something and there's you know, 8,435 pages you could go to. You know, start, start picking which pages you want to go to. Yeah. I had someone the other day Google, who Googled me. Uh, Google my name and then and then sent me a text and said, I didn't realize you had all these relatives. And I said, what are you talking about? And she, and she gave me this list of like eight or nine, you know, Fisks. And I go, I don't know any of them. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently I'm associated with all of them, I guess, in, in, in some fashion on the internet. So I don't know. Well, mine, well, if you Google my name, fully three quarters of what, well, I shouldn't say that. I, a lot of what you get. Yeah. There's some PhD researcher somewhere with my name, Heather Stark. So you Google wow. it, and I'm always getting uh, emails saying, oh, I saw that you were mentioned, cited in, pay, in this paper on such and such. And I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, no, That's not funny. me. Not me. And I That's got, um, there's a, another Heather Stark in Texas who emailed me a couple years ago because I have a, a website with my name on it. And she said, oh, we see that you have this website. We would be happy. You know, uh, th- this this person is just graduating with her PhD, and she wants to have use her name mm-hmm. in the website. So we would be happy if you could give us permission to use that name in our website. If, and we would be happy to pay any transfer costs. And I'm thinking, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're going to do more than have to pay a $20 transfer. Yeah, for HeatherStark.com? No. Yep. Yeah. Yep, exactly. No, I, uh, I, I would, no, you, you got a gold mine right there. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see how profitable it's been. She at least got an Applebee's gift card out of the deal, if nothing else. No, never have. Yeah. But maybe you know people yeah. I don't know, because you no. do move with the movers and the shakers. <laughs> yeah. Speaking yeah, right. of which... We're going to move and shake right into a break right now. You're going to listen to some of the announcements that we have to make, and we're going to be back in just a couple minutes. Right? What are we going to What are we going to talk about when we get back? Oh, well, what else? Politics. Oh, good. Uh, let's talk about politics. Keep listening. We'll be right back on Valley 104.9. You're alone in the car. You don't know why. You're just not sure. There was something up there, something out there. You heard it. You saw the eyes. The radio was on. It was Desert Oracle Radio on Valley 104.9 Community Radio, Sundays at 8 p.m. Desert Oracle Radio, the voice of the desert. Welcome back to Valley Talk. You're here with me, Heather Stark. I'm your host, and Jay Fisk, our, our guest host, who is going to be making periodic appearances here. And um, we are going to be talking about a lot of things tonight. We've already been schmoozing about the weather, and we touched a little bit on politics, but I think we want to talk more about politics, because, I mean, let's face it, Olympia's in session, things are happening, good things and bad things, depending on your perspective. And you wanted to talk about a political hot button. You wanted to talk about immigration. Well, yeah. Immigrate. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, let's face it. Immigration brought down our government. You know, and shut the shut the government down yeah. for a while. Yeah, and everybody it did, was yeah. going to swivel over that, and yeah. you know. Well, I'm I'm a little. You know, I guess I'm a little. Uh, I don't want to say upset, but I'm confused. You know, when someone says that you're anti-immigrant because you want to build a wall. It's sort of like a store saying you're anti-customers because you have, you know, shopping hours, Mm -hmm. that your store is only open certain hours. Um, There's a difference between an immigrant who 
presents themselves at a port of entry or uh, an embassy and asks to come to our country because they want to take advantage of the the work and the opportunities in our country and eventually become residents and perhaps eventually citizens if they wish. And someone who bypasses that and sneaks across the border, I don't consider that an immigrant. Um, you know, it, any, any more than someone who shoplifts from a store is considered a customer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, you could say, well, you know, it's the same. Or, you know, an illegal immigrant is, 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 is an undocumented alien. Well, yeah, and a shoplifter is an undocumented customer. You know, or it's mm-hmm. a non-paying customer. I mean, it's, it's, it's not the same. And it's so, all semantics. You know, well, it, it, it is, and, and, and when you're blurring that, when you blur the two together, you're not doing a favor for either one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, I, think, I think true immigrants who go through the process are devalued if they're put in the same class as people that do not take the time, trouble, energy, um, you know, time frame, weight, all that sort of thing to do it the right way. Um, to me, it's it, it's it's devaluing it. I, I you know, it's, it, I, as you know, I served in the military for thirty years, and in the military, we have a, have a thing called uh, um, <clears throat> stolen valor. And in stolen, stolen valor, stolen valor, stolen valor, and oh. and in the military, it's called stolen valor. And what it means is that if you say you were in a skirmish that you weren't, if that you got an award you sh- you you didn't get. That you served in an area of the world, you know, d- during time of war that you that you hadn't. Those are all things that people in the military are are uh, you know very much against because it's called it devalues people that actually did go to war, people that actually did fight in those skirmishes, people that actually did get awarded that particular award, uh, you know, for for uh, for heroism, whatever it is. And so, you know, we don't put up with with people that you know have that participate in stolen valor you know someone's walking around wearing a medal of honor you're going to ask them hey where'd you get that you know uh i mean you you know you you confront them a little bit and talk about it talk about the battle talk about where it was when did they get it what president gave it to you that sort of thing you know and it comes pretty clear that someone just bought the decoration somebody on a store off of you know off of amazon Mm -hmm. Uh, well it's it's highly uh demoralizing for um the the person who's in the military to have someone there that is, in effect, claim they did something they didn't do. Mm-hmm. I think it's very much the same with immigrants. Uh, if you are a true immigrant and you truly went through the process and came here the way you should have and stood in line, maybe it took you years to get here, maybe you had to stay here for many years before you got a permanent residency, all that sort of thing, and then someone who's been here for a couple of years and came across you know, one of the, one of the, the border places and, and snuck across in the middle of the night and is trying to claim the same status – it's very much the same as stolen valor. It, I consider it in the same category. Well, and maybe I'm mixing my mixing my things here, but you get the point. You, there, there's part that you earn, and there's part that you don't earn, and you shouldn't get rewarded for something you didn't earn. Well, and I agree with that. And I think you know, I mean, I, I'm you know, child of the of the the hippie generation here. So yeah. I mean, I, I'm all up with you know kind of turning your nose up at some of the rules but yeah. i mean some of those rules exist for a real reason and i think that when we change the vocabulary yeah. to minimize that you know i mean undocumented alien right well yeah that's true 
But it's worse than that. That makes it sound like somebody just went, we went, yeah, come on in. Oh, we'll get your yeah. paperwork next week. Right. You know, right. that's undocumented. Yeah, paperwork's that's, in the mail. Yeah. That's it'll it'll get caught up with you eventually. Saying, no, you're not allowed right. to come in yet. Um, right. One of the things you saw, I, I'm not finding it, but the yeah. that research study that just came out from Pew Research. Oh, you have it. I've been sitting Who are here. today's immigrants? Yeah. Um, I found that very interesting. Because the immigrants, it, it's interesting because the, we have a lot of immigrants in this country. We have more immigrants in this country than any other country in the world, according mm-hmm. to Pew Research. Most of those in, immigrants, 11.6 million, were born in Mexico. And after that, we have uh, Im, uh, immigrants from China and India. Right. Then we have tricklings of India of immigrants from other countries around the world. But those three are the top ones that are coming into the United States. Of the ones who immigrate to the United States, yeah. about 15% are the illegal immigrants. So all this brouhaha, I mean, the, yeah. the other, uh, you know, the other um, percentages are getting in here legally and following the rules right. and and taking their five years for permanent residency and you know they're they're just above board and everything so 85 percent you tell me 85 percent of the immigrants we have in the united states are here legally yes so but yet 90 percent of the controversy and the conversation yes. and the issues are around illegal immigration Correct. so you see what has happened there the illegal illegal immigration has tainted the whole broad spectrum of people that are called immigrants it you know the the small percentage has basically ruined i think ruined the perception of being an immigrant Mm -hmm. because there's an assumption that so many are here illegally well i have a couple of young friends who are immigrants and who are here illegally and one of whom got his citizenship last year Mm -hmm. and it was so touching for me because Mm -hmm. we live in an era where you know, I mean, let's face it. Nobody wants to rah rah, wave the flag. Right. Everybody wants to criticize. Yeah. And well, waving the flag is un-American. Yes, as you know. You know, being proud of our country. <laughs> proud of America. For, proud, yes, that's right. Reciting yeah. the Mar- reciting the Pledge of Allegiance, as we as we all know, is un-American. So, well, yeah, take a knee. Okay, if you really <laughs> yeah. want to make a statement, take a knee. You know, yeah. but but the fact uh-huh. is, other countries are proud of of what they do well. Yeah. Why why can't we be proud of what we do right, well? Right. And why do we need to be ashamed of the bad things we do? Well, we do do some things that are wrong. Every country does. Yep. So we need to work on those. But I don't see how not taking pride in what we do do well. I yeah. mean, I think we can take pride in the fact that 85% of the people who were foreign born, who now live in this country... Yep are following the rules, contributing to society. I, I mean, that's, right. that's 85%. You know, I yeah. don't have any statistics on how that compares in other countries, but we all can read the headlines. We all know that, you know, other countries are having influxes and, yeah. you know, uh, problems with immigrants and from other nations. And so I suspect we're not the only ones. But as you yeah. point out, it's that 15%. It's that little... It's a relative minority of people who are causing all the fuss and all the problems. That's right. That's right. And, um, but I think you can say that in all fairness about anything. You yeah. know, I mean, you know, I have a service dog, right? And, and yeah. you know, and you get the big brouhaha about, well, some people have fake service dogs. Yeah, they do. You know, but yeah. guess what? No matter what you do, no matter how many rules you impose, you're always going to find somebody who can break the rules. Right. You know, so you, you can't make the rules based on the outliers. Well, rules are rules. They're not serving suggestions. Yeah, 
That's true. Right? Yeah. I mean, if they, it was a serving suggestion, it wouldn't be called the rule. Mm-hmm. So let's just start from there. Yeah. And um, I'm, you know, I, I guess I kind of laugh when I see these reporters down on the down on the border that are standing in front of a 20 foot tall wall and they're saying, well, you know, we're here and we don't see the emergency here. We don't think that we don't think there's a crisis here because I've been here for an hour and no one's come across this wall. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, okay, so let's, before you become a reporter, how about passing an intelligence test? If, if a mile down the border, there's no wall, yeah. I'm guessing if you went there, you might actually see people crossing the border. Yeah. They're not going to go to the hardest point. Yeah. You know, it's like in the old days with you know when 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 the uh, when the cowboys got to the river, mm-hmm. they didn't look for the widest part of the river to move the herd across. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They went to the narrowest part of the river to move the herd across. So when the TV cameras were at the yeah. wide part of the river, they were going, "No cowboys are coming yeah, across. Well, we have no problem. herd here. What's no. going on here? We're all the cowboys." Well, they're <laughs> at the narrow part of the river with the herd. You know, yeah. I mean, so that kind of stupidity. Mm-hmm. just really gets under my skin it's like well yeah so you, walls don't work well no they don't work because you can we have the wall and no one's coming across you know and so it's not it can't be a crisis well maybe we ought to look go where there isn't a wall and see where the crisis might actually be yeah you know, but pe- anyway. why don't people think of that i mean that to me is common sense it doesn't it's fit their agenda to you it doesn't fit their agenda well i th- i'm not so sure it's an agenda as it is a social construct that we have to be nice we no, have to be nice. Okay. We have to be politically correct. And if we don't want these, what we used to call illegal aliens coming right. in, it must be because we're prejudiced against those people. We're not sensitive to their right. needs. We're not, you know. So therefore, we are bad people. So yeah. in order to prove that we're not bad people, to prove that we're good souls, right. then we have to welcome everybody, whether they're following the rules or not. And we try. I mean, that's how I see it anyway. And I think, yeah. I don't know. There's something wrong with that because I think you can be a good person without necessarily. And, and and what difference does it make whether you're a good person? What difference does it make whether I'm a good person? If the rules are you yeah. can only come in if you follow this, this, and this procedure, I, I don't know. I, I think yeah. it's all mixed up with that, that political correctness stuff. I, I, I totally agree. And I, I, don't, I don't like people painting me with a brush that says it's, it's a morality. It's an immorality to not want to welcome illegal aliens into your country. You know, yeah. I think it's immoral to welcome illegal aliens into your country because what you're doing is you're decreasing the available services for the people that are here legally. There's only so, you know, you can only split a dollar so many ways. And if you have a budget to take care of people that are indigent or people that need medical treatment or people that are having problems, you know, need food, you know, you've got food banks and, and all that sort of thing. And there's only so much you can spread around. If you are spreading that to people that shouldn't be here anyway, you're, that's immoral. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much more moral to limit it to people that have stood in line and have, have played by the rules and, and have an issue and you're trying to help them with their issue. Well, I know some of the, the friends that I have who are uh, foreign born and who ha- are either permanent residents now or they resent, they're the ones that I know who are the most adamant about the undocumented aliens. I, they I've are heard the ones that. who really resent that, you know, these folks can just hop, skip and jump across a, right. a, a part, you know, a, a, a weak spot in the border and get all of the benefits of being a U.S. citizen. And they are very, very um, adamant. Well, sure they are. And you know why? Because they followed the rules. And That's it took right. Them five years and they had to pay a, pass a test that you and I probably couldn't pass. That's exactly right. By the way, do you know that I'm a first generation American? No, I My didn't know My mother that. was uh, an alien. 
Really? And, uh-huh. Yeah. So, and I actually have dual citizenship. So... Is you from Canada? I'm from Canada. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. And, but it's still, you well, know... Well, it's about time you told someone, eh? Well, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. So, you know, so I, I mean, yes, of course, Canada isn't the same as Mexico because we don't usually see the same prejudices except for people who make fun of the way that we say about. Um, <laughs> but uh, it is still a foreign yeah. born, you know, a, for, a for, person born in a foreign country coming sure. here. Sure. I wanted yeah. to, as long as we're on it, I wanted yep. to talk a little bit about the immigration from Pew Research. I love Pew Research. As mm-hmm. a matter of fact, Jay, you might be interested in this. They just started a thing. Um, I get their weekly synopsis of the research mm-hmm. that they've done, and of course their research is very complex and complicated, blah, 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 but they put it together in a very readable uh, format, and you can read the synopsis, and then you can go to the links with all the charts and everything, depending on the topic that they that they do. Um, and this week, just this week, they started a thing called um, Lessons. I think that's what they called, just Lessons. Okay. And they filter in, in six different emails for once a week, they will send you more of a narrative about the topic along with some of the statistics that they found. And I signed up for it. Very simple read, you know, 10 minutes, and it gives you more in-depth. It's kind of like a textbook kind of thing, but it's very readable. So I signed up for the one on immigration, which is the first mm-hmm. one that they offered. So that's where I'm getting this information from uh, Pew Research. So right now, well, I shouldn't say right now because the last reliable data is from 2016, but the most recent data is that there are 43.7 million immigrants in the country country okay. 47 43.7 million mm-hmm. that's not a drop in the bucket that's a lot no. of folks and those folks contribute very very nicely right um and again 15 percent of those people are what we're calling the illegals 15 percent. well that would be about 12 percent that would be about 12 million or, yeah, uh, yeah. Or which is time yeah. consistent yeah. with the statistics that I've seen. Yeah. But demographically, and I oh, find I'm this, sorry, it would be that that I, that math did not work out right. You said how many? Forty what? Forty three point seven million. Well, okay, so ten percent of that is four million. So fifteen percent that would only be about six million. I think there's a little bit more than six and a half million illegal aliens. In the okay, country. well, don't. I'm not don't, sure. I believe with a pew. You're tap dancing with numbers, and you know, I get, confuses me. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. Um, that seems low. Okay. I think. Well, I think that forty three million might 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 be uh, might, might be low. Because I think there's over 11 or 12 million well, illegal again, immigrants in the country. who knows? The, the 43.7 million know is from illegal. 2016. Yeah. Okay. So maybe they've you know done some of yeah, the other numbers be. are yeah. not necessarily from there. But from those 2016 numbers, 11.6 million, as I said before, are from Mexico. And 2.7 million are from China. And 2.4 million are from India. And then all of the top 10 countries are either in uh, Asia or Latin America. I wonder if that number is, has to do with legal immigrants because they know where they are and how many there are. I don't know. I wonder if that 43 million is 43 legal immigrants and the illegal is not part of that number. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Why don't we contact Pew Research and find I'll out. I'll let you do that. I'll give you this paper, Jay. You can call them. Should do that. Yeah. See if you can actually get a human being to answer a phone. Okay. <laughs> but this is what I thought was interesting. Um, demographically, these immigrant populations are different from those born in the U.S. in a couple of ways. One way is that compared with people born in the U.S., immigrants as a whole are more likely to be married, to have lower overall education levels, and to be poor. However, 
there are often wide differences among the immigrants depending on where they came from. For example, mm-hmm. immigrants from Mexico and Central America are less likely to have graduated from high school from than those born in the U.S. But immigrants from South and East Asia, Europe, Canada, and the Middle Canada and the Middle East yeah. are more likely than U.S.-born residents to have a bachelor's or advanced degree. Sure. So you know. I, I think that's interesting. So they're bringing stuff with them. It's not just, we tend to think that, you know, the immigrants are necessarily, you know, we, we either think one of two ways, I think, that they're either bleeding us dry, which is not right. not true, um, or that, you know, they're coming here, they're all poor, and they're all, you know. Well, I think it has to do with, with the opportunity. If you look at India and China and Canada, uh, the educated... <laughs> the edu- I included you. The educated uh, citizens there are probably um, likely to emigrate to the United States for opportunity for, for job opportunities. Um, the the people that are born in the United States don't leave necessarily for job opportunities. They stay here. Yeah. So the percent that are educated, the percent that are co- more likely to be college. Um, uh, graduates or or have uh, or or high school graduates that are immigrants living here wouldn't necessarily be a higher number than those that are born here, because the ones that are born here are the entire pool. The ones that are immigrants that are here are here by selection. They're here. They're here by by choice, and that education is why they chose. So I'm thinking that that may be skewing the number a little bit. Could be. Could be. But no. what's interesting to me is that we have stereotypes about immigration, and I think a lot yeah. of the statistics are bearing up the stereotypes. Sometimes stereotypes are there for a reason. I used to have a great stereo many, <laughs> many time? years ago. Uh, <laughs> I think it I, I think it was a Harman Kardon, if I recall. It was, really? It was Never really even good. Heard of it. Or a Sansui. I can't remember. It was one of those. I bought it in Vietnam. I think it was a Sansui, actually. Oh. Sansui or Sanyo? No, Sansui. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was, right. That was a big thing back there in. Well, Jay and I are going to sit here and discuss the. That was my stereotype. Sansui and Sanyo, and <laughs> I think we had a GE. I think oh. we had when when I was growing up, we had one of those great big stereo things that yeah. was like a piece of furniture. Yeah, and yeah, my I mother those. every yeah. morning, my mother would get up and she would turn that thing on with her cowboy music records. <laughs> her cowboy music. Trust me, you want torture? That somebody should have informed the United Nations. This was in Canada. What. No. Oh, it's your okay. Yeah. Okay, we got to take a break, but we're going to come back and we're going to solve more of the world's problems here if they will just listen to us after these messages. You're listening <laughs> to Valley Talk on Valley 104.9 FM. Hello, late night listeners. Join me, Garrett, on Valley Underground for left of center independent and alternative listening Saturdays from 12 to 2 a.m. on Valley 104.9, your station for Northwest eclectic music. Hi, this is Amy Arrington, City Manager of the City of Carnation. Would you like to know more about what's happening here in the City of Carnation? If so, please join me every Sunday at 6 p.m. for Carnation Currents here on Valley 104.9. Carnation Currents is a 30-minute show where we talk about various topics that are important to the residents, such as upcoming business of the City Council, many of our current projects like the Tolt or Avenue Corridor Project, and any other topics that we think are very important to you and, and have an impact on your daily lives. 
So please tune in and join me for Carnation Currents every Sunday at 6 p.m. here on Valley 104.9. Welcome back to Valley Talk. I'm here, Heather Stark, and I'm your host. And yes, you can complain to heather.stark at valley1049.org, but you can also complain to me about Jay Fisk. He's our visiting co-host, our our rotating co-host. No, revolving? No, he's pretty much sitting. (laughs) No, I'm sitting still right now. Sitting still. But if you have any complaints about me, please complain to Heather. Yeah. Yeah. Because I won't care. (laughs) <laughs> and then I will take great glee in posting those on Twitter. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if you complain to me, it's just between us, okay? All right. So we have a few minutes left, and we've been tackling some heavy-duty politics, but we have not talked about the governor's pitch for president. Oh. Do you want to handle that one? Do you want to talk about that? Uh, I think the chances of uh, Jay Inslee becoming president are up there along with an asteroid creating a new Grand Canyon. Uh, I mean, it, 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 he doesn't have a chance. This is all about, this is an ego trip for him. This is a, you know, this is a, uh, he wants his name recognition. He knows he's not going to get elected president. Yeah. He, he won't get the nomination. He won't make it through the first round of debates. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why are we even wasting time talking about him? Well, have you seen the numbers that are piling up? I mean, the state patrol wants something is requesting another thirteen million to cover covering him when he's on his little campaign trips. Um, you mean but, his, his, his little ego trip? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> tell us how you really feel, yeah. Jay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, they should name his his private jet. He'll be flying around, and they should call it Ego One. So, oh, that's harsh. That's <laughs> harsh. Um, well, the so there, it's just costing the state bundles of money. Sure, it is. Just co- bundles and bundles of money. And yeah. I mean, I grew up in the Midwest. I mean, I come from pretty, you know, solid farm mm-hmm. stock and everyday kind of folks. And in what do they call it, the flyover territory? Yep. And I gotta say, and and you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking about the merits of the ecologic platform that Jay Inslee has chosen. I'm just talking about how it is going to fly in Pennsylvania or Ohio or Idaho yeah. or South Dakota. I can't picture people who are not living in a wonderful economy like we are being able to prioritize that over things like jobs and nutrition and schools. And, you know, so I just don't see how it will really fly in middle America. No, it's not going to, it's not going to his, you know, his whole, uh, you know, uh, green platform uh, ecology platform and all that kind of thing i mean uh, but unfortunately you got me started talking about, i'm going to start talking about climate change now i prefer to not talk they had to change it from global warming to climate change you know why because global warming was either true or false it was either warming or it wasn't mm-hmm. climate change is always true because the climate's always changing do you remember as a kid seeing the cover of Time Magazine yeah. with a great the coming big ice age? Iceberg? Yeah, the coming uh, yeah. ice age. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. See, right, that, folks. That's why older people are jaded because we have seen it. I, exactly, and yeah. that's what I mean. You know, that's why they changed the name to climate change. You know why? Because well, the climate's changing. Oh my God, it's changing. Yeah. Well, you know what? Why don't we call it Changes time ch- time change? <laughs> you know, you know why? Because the time is always moving forward. It's always mm-hmm. changing. You know. Well, the problem though, I think you don't realize you- I waited an entire six months for my clock to rewrite. <laughs> I'm still figuring out which button. I, you know, invariably, I always there's one yeah, clock that yeah. I don't get. I've know, been adding. Change. I've been adding an hour, but as of this week, I don't have to add an hour anymore. No. No, I look at the clock and it's 
That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, the, <laughs> you're adding a new twist to the, you know, even a broken clock is right once every once oh, That's day. exactly right. Yeah. It's always right. Yeah. I, got a whole, I got a whole drawer full of watches that are like that. They make a perfect time twice a day. <laughs> well, anyway. I, I went around and you know, most of the, the electronic stuff resets itself. But yeah. my, my microwave and, my, you know, I don't have a smart microwave and excuse me, yeah. or a smart refrigerator and I never want one. I right. think my appliances, like my dog, should be stupider than me. <laughs> I do not want a smart appliance. Okay. I have one. I have one smart appliance. I'm sorry, I interrupted you, but I say I have one smart appliance. It's a it's a Google Home puck or whatever those little round things are that you talk to. And so I'll just before I go to bed like and I Alexa. Yeah, it's like Alexa, but it's Google. Oh. So yeah. so I just say, hey hey Google, wake me up at six thirty tomorrow. Okay, your alarm set for 6.30. And then I go, sure enough, 6.30 next day, it wakes me up. And I'll say, hey, Google, uh, play some ocean sounds. Okay, here's the sound of the ocean. And I fall asleep to the sound of the ocean. That's, that's it. That's as high tech as I get right well, there. Well, so. I'll tell you something that to me was scary, Chris. I'm a, I'm a basic Luddite. Yeah. But I interviewed a woman for a, a different show uh, who is a very high-ranking techie type person. And I talked with her for an hour, and she said... You know, some of these electronic devices we have to have. Yeah. But I said, what what electronic device would you not have? And she said, if my husband ever brings home an Alexa, it's going to stay in the box. Oh, really? Because those things never stop recording you. Never. Really? And in fact, she told me that there have been murder cases and assault cases where they brought the Alexa to court because the Alexa recorded what went on. Even All though right. the people didn't realize that they were being recorded. All right. Hey, Google's getting unplugged tonight. Yeah, I'll bet you. Well, just don't murder your wife, okay? <laughs> you should probably be okay, I guess. But yeah, she said that you know because of the, the access that so many wow. people can get to those things. And, and it's a big issue like with domestic violence and things because you know they've got the, the big thing now is the thing that you know looks out your door and then you can be at work and looking on your phone sure, and see yeah, you just yeah. rang your doorbell. Yeah. Anybody can program, if they get access to that, they can program it, and then you have just given everybody absolute carte blanche to see what is happening in your life, you know, who's coming to your door, who's coming, you know, and if they have access to it and they can change it, they can also disable it, which means if they want to come and break in your front door, you know, I mean, I don't know, I find all that stuff scary, but. That's what's scary, and I interrupted you before to tell you about, hey, Google, I apologize, I'm feeling really guilty about that, because you were going to tell me something very profound after we talked about, uh. We were talking about how when we were growing up, it said the coming ice age. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> we shifted. <laughs> I was, you know, yeah. you know, it was so profound. I'm sure I can't remember anything well, okay. about it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, the, the, the change, you know, the voc- and we come back to the vocabulary. Didn't we start this show talking about how vocabulary can be damaging yeah, we did. syntax? And, yeah. You know, I, it, yeah. We do a lot that way. I have a friend. He's actually an executive at Microsoft. I won't say his name. And he is taking a grammar course. And I am so excited about that because, of course, I'm a former English teacher kind of thing. And so I think grammar is very important. But I think word selection is really important, too. And I don't think we're paying enough attention to that. I think that, you know, it's Orwellian what we can do, you know, with our word choices. Like the undocumented instead of illegal. Yeah, of course. Change the language to fit to fit your uh, yeah. fit your need. And isn't that kind it of is Orwellian? Not, it is. Remember that? Yes, it yes. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, changing the the names on things and making them more palatable and stuff. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah, you get rid of that, Alexa. You get rid of that. Yeah, I think okay. She's gone tonight. She, <laughs> she's going. She's going back in the box. That's yeah, it. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I has I was visiting a friend in Costa Rica, and she has one of those. And we'd just have a conversation, and all of a sudden she'd say, 
where is that gas station, uh, Alexa? And then this disembodied voice would tell, and it just kind of creeped me out. I, I just, it just creeped me out. It's like, yeah. no, I want to see the people I talk to. But then I still believe in telephones that you can actually use telephones to talk into. I used to have one of those. It was connected to the wall. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, surprisingly, yeah. that box, that little thin box you yeah. have in your pocket, you can actually speak into that. Can you make phone calls with that? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh. Yes, you absolutely can. Okay, we still have a couple minutes left. Sure. What are we going to talk about? Well, you said you grew up in the Midwest. Yes. So cornfield. Like, between, were you on a, the cow, you were on a farm? dairy cows and the cornfields. I spent a little time on a uh, on a sheep ranch. Oh, where at? Well, it's like right out right after uh, high school. It was on a sheep, uh, sheep for a summer job, but I um, I got fired. Why? Well, I was sent out to inventory the herd, and I fell asleep. But How could you fall asleep? Because it was sheep? a sheep ranch, and I had to oh, go do it. You know, oh, oh, oh. I just thought I'd throw that oh, in there at the end. And here I'm taking you absolutely seriously. Yes, you're taking me totally seriously. Okay, Way too tell serious. Me, tell me you haven't heard this one. I heard this on a, TV, on a British TV show or something. What do you get when you cross an elephant with a rhinoceros? I'm not sure. Elephino. <laughs> we can say that, right? I we can we say, say that. that. Yeah, yeah, we can say that. So you get an elephino. Yeah, so I'm done. Okay. Right. I'm not going to try and match that. Okay. <laughs> That's a good one. But I really did fall asleep during inventory, so... Oh, did you really? No, you I made didn't. that all. I up. did make that up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I grew up between the cows and the and the cornfields. Actually, the cornfield they had to rotate every four years, so you could only plant because well, the cows you had to rotate the cows the every four years. No, the cows got rotated more often than four oh. years, especially during graduation week. Huh. But um, the <laughs> you could only plant corn every four years. Oh, so what'd you plant in between? Uh, soybeans, potatoes, and alfalfa. So, so there was always something growing. Yeah, there was always something. Yeah. So I could see for three years, I could look out my kitchen window. And because it was Ohio and flat as a board, mm-hmm. um, I could look out the kitchen window and see if the bus was turning at the end of the road a mile away. So I knew that if the bus was turning at the end of the road, now I had to put on my blouse, get my coat, get my boots, you know, all that kind right. of stuff. And I, but I had time enough to do that once I saw the bus. But on that fourth year when it was corn, it was too high. You know, you know they say wow. corn is as high as an elephant's eye and you can't see the school bus. And I had to actually go out there in that cold and wait, wait for the school bus to get to my house. That was hell. I'll tell you, it was hell standing there. Oh, so sad. I know. So and sad. then people wonder why I am how I am today. That's yeah. how people. All, all because they rotated the corn crop yes. every four years. It yeah. just was, had to be awful. It was fun being, you know, I mean, I didn't appreciate it when I was a kid because all I wanted to do was get away. I mean, what yeah. kid doesn't want to just get away? But So was there a kernel of truth in that uh, in that story you just told? Or It was that, absolute truth. Oh, okay, just one. Absolute gospel truth, you know, <laughs> my mouth to God's ear, as they say. Um, the other thing I would do is when I was getting all moody and, and everything, I would just walk down to the end of the road where the mailbox was, and the mailbox was surrounded, it was on, a, on the side of a ditch, but mm-hmm. it, it was... At, at a T intersection. So mm-hmm. behind the mailbox was a, a, a pasture for dairy cattle and it had one of those big old windmills in it yeah. that would bring up the water. And so I would go and I would just sit with my back at the mailbox and there would be tiger lilies, orange tiger lilies that right. were wild. And I would sit there and I'd do my journaling and, you know, cursing the, the life that I had been given. And after about three, four, five minutes, the cows would notice you and they all would just come on over. And pretty soon there'd be a whole herd of cows on the other side of the fence watching you right in your oh, journal. That had to be moving. Uh, moving? 
Okay. Um, but I got a little chuckle not too long ago because I saw a YouTube mm-hmm. where a violinist went out into the cow pasture and started mm-hmm. playing his violin. And all of these cows started to trickle over. And pretty soon all the cows are watching the guy. And they were trying to sell this as see how sensitive these cows are to music. Now, you could be sitting with your back against the fence in a pile of um, tiger lilies and they would still come over. You didn't even have to have a violin. That's the end of that story. I know you were fascinated. Wake up, Jay. Yeah, I am. No, I'm, I'm... Yeah, uh-huh. he's squirming. Okay, I'm looking at the clock. We have four minutes left. Do we have a four-minute topic left? Well, I, I, there must be a four-minute topic in there somewhere. Let's uh, let's talk about something that that takes three minutes and 50 seconds. I was going to say, well, that eliminates the, the uh, millennials. Why don't we talk about the... Ooh. Oh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, you. Taxes. It's tax time. Oh, God. Are was... you done? Have you finished? I haven't started. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. No, I have people to do that. I know, but you have to get them the stuff. Yeah. I mean, I send, I, I got my stuff, the first batch of stuff to the lady. Yeah. And then she sends me back the email, email saying, well, you still need this, this, and this. And that's where I've come to a halt. <laughs> yeah, like, it doesn't, no. My, it doesn't take me that long to send in the, uh, the, the six month, uh, uh, you know, reprieve. Yeah. <laughs> or you ask for the, the automatic extension. You know? <laughs> yeah, but you have to pay for that. I got a good tax guy. I just I call him and he says, all right, I'm, I'm putting in your extension again. I go, okay, thanks. You know, that's the end yeah. of conversation. And then next uh, September, October, I'll worry about it. Oh, yeah, but see, then you still have to worry about it. Better you should just rip yeah, off the band-aid I, and do I know, it now. I, I know. Yes. Yeah. I hate taxes. I don't want to talk about taxes. <laughs> I hate that kind of paperwork. My yeah. idea of a perfect world is where I can just do what I want and somebody else goes around and takes care of the paperwork. I'm not a paperwork person. No. I'm an action person and a person of thought and action. <laughs> I need people to do my paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> now all I have to do is figure out how to find those people to work for free. Oh, yeah. God. So, oh, there was one thing I was going to mention real, real quick, if we have time. We do. Uh the there's a proposal now uh, in Congress to do a national fifteen dollar. I think it's Bernie Sanders or something or somebody's mm-hmm. proposing. Oh, it was, actually it wasn't in Congress. It was Bernie Sanders is gave a talk last week. He's proposing a national fifteen dollar uh, minimum wage. Oh. So apparently he has not quite figured out what happened in Seattle when they went to the fifteen dollar minimum wage, and a lot of people that were earning minimum wages lost their jobs and. Mm-hmm. As the restaurants went from three meals to two meals, or if they were doing two, they went from two meals to one meal, mm-hmm. or they, you know, said open seven days, they started they opening six days, or you yeah. know, uh, they added a surcharge to the to the bill. They put in kiosks, even even Costco now. I, I refuse to use the kiosk at Costco. The way I look at it, if I'm ordering a dollar fifty hot dog, <laughs> I, I'm not going to take someone out of a job and use the kiosk to order a hot dog. If that person has a job to say, what would you like? And I say, a hot dog. And they hand me a hot dog. That person's got a job. Yeah. As soon as I go over to the kiosk, I, uh, you know, I, don't, I get indigestion because I feel like I'm you know, costing someone their, yeah, I've got yeah. someone their job. So when Costco went to kiosks in their food court, I got pretty upset. I thought if there was one last bastion of, uh, you know, of, of, of not going that way, it would be Costco. Mm-hmm. And so when, once that happened, of course, now it's in the – McDonald's, you go to McDonald's and oh, want to yeah. get a cup of coffee, and you got to go spend ten minutes figuring out their stupid machine to figure out how to order a cup of coffee. You do I do understand that people younger than you 
It, do, it doesn't take them the 10 minutes? Yeah, I know. I understand that. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm just, you know. I'm a holdout. I'm actually going to look for human interaction. When I go to a, even a fast food, I'm expecting human interaction because I want to help people get a job and keep it. I don't want to take them out of their job. So that's just Good me. for you. I'll, I'll, I'll march in your parade. So there. I'll march in your yeah. parade. Well, the thing I think, and I and this is a whole different show because we, we can't cover this in the next minute and a half, yeah. but I think that our upcoming Generation Z, we're going to see some real huge social repercussions from the fact that they don't do social interaction. That's right. They don't do it. And they're very suspicious of it. You know, I used to raise llamas, and I always say, these young people are like llamas. You give them direct eye contact with a llama, they spit at you. You look at these young people directly, and they're like, what? What? They're very uncomfortable. They're suspicious. Um, you know, it's like, what do you want? What? And I don't, I, you know, so much of our communication is not actual words. It's. Well, I discovered that with my teenage daughters, you know, they would be in the house and they would text me, <laughs> you know, dad, are you downstairs? <laughs> you know, Walk yeah. down and see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, okay. I'll be right there. I go, well, you know, Why get your you lazy butt down? out of your room and walk and walk <laughs> down the stairs, you know. <laughs> okay. Well, if we're going to start talking about our kids, we, we gotta, we'll got we do that next show. I'll make a note. We'll talk about okay, kids. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So anyway, well, I think we've exhausted everything. We've probably, you know, lost a few uh, a few listeners on that one, yeah, but that's remember okay. Remember, it's heather.stark at... <laughs> valley1049.org and yes you can complain um, about the tack we take and if you want to come on and espouse different views you are welcome to do so because I'm always happy to talk with our guests so I am Heather Stark and I am here every Friday night no I'm here every Sunday night I'll get the right day and uh, we're just doing Valley Talk, just chit-chatting about what's happening around the valley, what's happening around the world what's happening around the state and what's happening in general so thank you for listening this week we'll be back next week Jay won't be back next week but I'll try and growl <laughs> I may out. never be back after, after this show <laughs> yeah we, we make sure your address is uh, yeah. kept a state secret here uh, but we'll have I promise you we'll have him back here in uh, another uh, few weeks and he can enlighten us with his political views and uh, thank you for listening I'm glad you, you tuned in I'm Heather Stark for Valley 104.9 FM <laughs>